Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back again to yet another episode of You Haven't Seen That, or YHST for short. Hello. I'm Isaac. I'm Alva. And we're married. We're doing a podcast podcast together. Podcasts. They're called podcasts. And sometimes we stutter. So what? Fucking sue me. Podcasts. <laughs> hey, Alva, what are we covering today? The uh, Silence of the Lambs. Shh. The Screaming of the Lambs, Clarice. Clarice. Now, people are probably listening to this thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. They both haven't seen that? No, 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 no. This is one of those movies where I, <laughs> of course, have seen it. <laughs> and you, my dear wife, Have haven't not. seen it. And why haven't you seen it? It just never popped up on my... Of all the movies on the list, and there's going to be a lot of those movies where we kind of go back and forth and go like, you know, for our title of our show, you haven't seen that, but this was the one, this was the one, because you're the spooky person, yes. because you're into the, you're a murderino. Yes, I am. This was the one that I was like, whoa. That should have been like moved way higher on the list. Uh, I think it was on my radar when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I never got to either renting it or by the time that there was really no streaming stuff. So we would have to rent it from the VHS store or whatever. We call those excuses. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely they're excuses. <laughs> but I had time to all these years until now and I just never got to it. And and just to nutshell it, because we just finished watching it like an hour ago. Yeah. Overall, did you like it? Was it as good as you thought it was going to be? E. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Okay. And no. I think it's because I've been spoiled with too many of these shows that are very similar with kind of like what they do, like the behavioral stuff and things like that. Yeah, and like- I think. Criminal like, Minds, Mind Hunters. Yeah. So, um, or even podcasts that go more in depth with that. So when it was like Sword this, scale. And I don't listen to that one anymore. Drama. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what we? What other one do you listen um, to? I'm not a murder. Mur- no, mur- I, I don't. So. I don't remember the names off the top of my head. I have to look. A fan, huh? Yeah, very much big of a fan. <laughs> no, it's just uh, either anything on YouTube or any documentaries. They just go more in depth. And then like when I saw this one and I was watching it, it was just like, oh, okay, it's a glimpse. I'm not hating it, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying that I got a little spoiled with actual, actual murder. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then when this one was like, okay, I understand. I get it. But do you feel like the, the I guess, I don't know if you would say the cultural importance of this movie? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, right. it's there. I mean, I, mean um, I think I just haven't had enough time to process can i tell you how you how i think you're feeling uh-huh. i think you really liked it because as we're watching the movie you you really enjoyed it oh well, yeah i like murder stuff which, yeah. who doesn't a friend of ours <laughs> <laughs> okay rudy i'm gonna call you out on that one uh why why no horror why no horror rudy who hurt you yeah uh but uh so yeah i've seen i haven't seen this in in years uh again it's silence of the lambs uh, starring Anthony Hopkins, starring Jodie Foster, director John Dem, John Deem. Sorry if we got that wrong. Yeah, unfortunately, he has passed away. Uh, this movie came out in 1991 with a budget of 19 million and a freaking grossing of 272.7 million. And it was released on Valentine's Day. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, if it was me and you, I think that's a romantic date. That is great. Watch a horror movie. <laughs> Has there been anything like that that's actually came out like during Valentine's Day that you and I want to go see? I wish. No, it's all cheesy ass fucking love movie. Which, in a weird way, as we watched this movie, I was like, mm-hmm. kind of a romance. It was yeah. a weird romance. Yeah. No, I, I got that. It was kind of, um, it was like a hidden romance. It was in there. If. It was, there was maybe, there was more admiration rather than lust, but uh, the director, because I didn't, I, you know, other than like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas and Fincher, and I'm not great with uh, other directors' names, and evidently this director, uh, he directed Philadelphia, he directed The Manchurian Candidate, he directed Beloved, I mean, he's he's directed some some movies, and Can't it, Heat. Really? Oh, Caged Heat, sorry. Oh. I'm not familiar. Yeah, I know. Are we adding that to the list? No, we're not. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, but this movie, there was definitely definitely no shortage of directorial experience. Like there was never anything where I go, that was a weird choice. Throughout the entirety of the movie, the camera movements, the camera angle, the the cut, the edit choices, the fucking, uh, the sound design, the sound track, like... There were there were moments. I think the, I think the only time I felt, if I remember correctly, even though this is an hour ago, and still we have a bad memory. I have a bad memory. Is um, the the musical stings would happen in some suspenseful parts, and it would happen like mm-hmm. during transitional uh, uh, scenes. But for the most part, that intensity was like held throughout the the moments and scenes that needed that intensity by like having no music in it and just the emptiness of a cold room. It hit as far as a movie is concerned. Oh, yeah. No, I had no no issues with that. It was like, okay, it's very believable. So let's get into it then. Okay. So the movie starts off with Jodie Foster as Clary Starling as a recruit, an FBI recruit. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot. Mind you, this is years since I've seen this movie. I completely forgot that the through the entire thing, she's a fucking recruit, which I was like, oh, that, that felt weird to me because the entire time through all these years... I thought I remembered her as an actual FBI agent. Yeah. I I went in blind in this movie and I uh-huh. was like, who the hell is Clarice? Are we doing like a Phantom of the Opera kind of thing here? Where it's like, I was like, I'm just going to go along with it. I don't even know anything until. But how did you feel about like her, her, I mean, she's the star of the whole fucking movie, but how did you feel about her being a recruit to the whole thing? Um, It was kind of weird. Like, is that ever done? Is that something that you just have to suspend disbelief? I, I don't know. I think I would just have to, like, just get pushed through it. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and in the beginning, it's it's so funny because, you know, the movie came out in 91, but I forget how, like, simple um, opening credits can be, you know, as opposed to, like, nowadays with its whole designed mm-hmm. sequence and whatever. And And this movie made me long for the whole, like, less is more. You know, I think the the entirety of this movie, it might have been just this movie, but like the entirety of this movie was a lot of less is more and and smart little like character choices, scene choices mm-hmm. that where like there's a scene and I'm jumping ahead, but there's a scene where Clarice uh, goes to Lecter's storage and instead of her just like popping it open and then going to check stuff out, like she struggles with the door getting open, it's among a bunch of other scenes in which they illustrate that, like, even though she's small in stature mm-hmm. and one of few women 
on the whole recruit team in, in Quantico, she has this like stick to to her. Oh, yeah. I like how she thinks outside the box. Like, like that scene. Instead of like just calling it quits, she's like, hold on. I got an idea. Yeah. And figures it out instead figures of like, out. I'm done. I'm going to come back tomorrow like the guy said. And she's like, no, no, right now. And speaking of figuring it out, and again, we're bouncing. We're going to bounce around a little bit. The one thing that I felt that was a little like old school sleuthy uh, Sherlock Holmesian mm-hmm. was was her figuring out figuring out the anagrams. It's one of those things that I don't think anybody would have figured out. Does anybody do any anagrams nowadays? In any recent, I don't know, horror films, murder films, does anybody ever use anagrams? You know, not that I've noticed. Um... <laughs> do you notice a lot of things like that? I mean, the only time I do anagrams and solving anagrams is like when the escape rooms. That's about it. Well, because like the the scene where she first uses the anagram was he after she after they first meet, uh, he tells her go find my patient, mm-hmm. and then gives her the name. I forget what the name was. She then takes it upon herself to figure out that that name was actually an anagram. Mm-hmm. How do you connect those dots? Uh, I think it's just uh, it, it could have been he might have said something where it's like it's all in the file because he kept referring to anything. It's all in there. The all in the file was later yeah. on, but he was um, he had told her uh, he he had used the phrasing of of like yourself or something like that. And it, and she can't she because she was a, a, as like top of her class in behavioral studies mm-hmm. and criminal behavioral studies studies so she knew enough about that and knew enough about him to know that he wouldn't have used that type of phrasing and then evidently searched around and it was a storage called you know all all in yourself or something like that something yourself i don't know what it's you know called. it's those yeah. little fun things that they put in a movie but i, I kind of like that because it just um it shows the potential that someone's ready to think outside the box because a sure. lot of people they're like Oh, what is this? I don't know. And then they're like, whatever it is, what it is, not an anagram. They don't try to solve it. But then there's those few select people that are like, no, that's what it is over there. But because you guys are blinded, you guys can't see that's outside this imaginary box. Yeah. I still think it was it was just writing to make her seem like smarter as hell, which I yeah. I love the fuck out of her character. Um, for a number of reasons like throughout the whole movie they they illustrate her they make sure to always illustrate her short stature mm-hmm. they make sure to to utilize pov a lot like people are either staring at camera and it's unnerving cuz they look like they're looking right through the screen mm-hmm. screen and at you even if it is like lecter even if it is uh, her friend or um, any of the other like male uh side side, side pieces <laughs> side roles Swide. Uh, um, like the use of everyone looking in camera and a lot of times it's they're looking at you like there's a whole the one scene there's a whole crowd of policemen and they're looking at her but like you know POV looking at you and it made me feel gross because the kind of underlying theme is not just oh she's a girl it's like and how she's a girl and they're looking, they're checking her out. And constantly through the entire movie, she's getting hit on. Welcome to my world. Man. <laughs> must be nice. No, I'm, I'm totally be, no, kidding. No, I'm totally, no. totally uh, kidding. 
I didn't feel that way. But I did feel like every time they looked at her, it was like, oh, you're just a woman. You don't, you're just going to be at a desk properly. You're going to fail out of this. And you're just being given this opportunity for that. See, I would have initially have thought that, mm-hmm. right? But there was a there was more of like a look a look of lust in like the men's eyes, like the it, women and like some of the women were like, "Oh, you're, well, you're an no, FBI no. agent." There was there was some, but uh, when mostly all the sheriffs are kind of looking yeah. at her, they're like, they're looking down at her, like, yeah. "Oh, you're a female. We have to have you in the room." And when she did talk, and like we would like a little privacy shoot so we can. Pre- prepper uh they all looked at her like you want us to leave like you're asking men to leave the room which it took them that took them a minute but it took no extra uh persuading and she did get them to do what she needed them Mm -hmm. to do um but my other question is did you keep track of how many people hit on her Mm. from the beginning okay so there's the um doctor uh chilton Chilton. Chilton? Chilton. Chilton. What an asshole, that guy. Oh, my God. What a creepy asshole. Are you going to be here for long? Yeah. Even though, you know, he had a vocabulary about him and, you know, wasn't outright like, hey, you want to go hang out? No, he gave me rapey vibes. Oh, major rapey vibes. His little rapey face. Whatever the actor is, did Mm -hmm. a good job. (laughs) And then um, I guess her instructor? Crawford? I wanted to, okay, I had written down a couple of times in which I wasn't sure whether Crawford was not necessarily like a bad guy, but, you know, a bit of a dick the way everyone else was. Well, in the beginning, when uh, she's in the office waiting for him to to get there, uh, he like leans back in his chair and like looks at her and it's like. But did you get that like looks at her looks at her or like looked at her as a recruit no no no. well to me it was more like a looked at her and was like was like oh you're just a woman i guess i have to have you on my team but then also like mm, maybe if you didn't have the sweaty clothes on you'd be good looking oh i got you. okay yeah so that yeah. yeah because that was probably the only time uh because i wanted to like him and i also like didn't i wanted to not like him because why the hell do you send a recruit to go talk to one of the most infamous and dangerous Serial killers. Well, they said they, they've tried many times with everyone else. And Crawford was probably thinking, if I send a woman, he'll be more willing to talk to her. So he lied to her and threw her in basically as bait, as opposed to saying, like, oh, just see if you can uh, get something out of him. Mm-hmm. But I had another uh, theory of he was just afraid of Lecter. Because Lecter, just by sheer convincing, convinced... Uh, the guy, his cell, uh, his neighboring cellmate. Oh yeah, was that the guy that? Uh, yeah, yeah, threw stuff at her. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, oh, um, Mig- Migs. I don't think it was Migs. Was it Migs? I don't even know. Migs. Migs. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Made him eat his own tongue. <laughs> you just throwing tongue eater. I was not expecting that. Just being thrown. <laughs> We just I was not the, expecting Sorry, Jews. we ex- earned the explicit uh, <laughs> Not for children, please No, yeah, this podcast is not for children, come on That was a lot of jizz thrown in her eye Yeah I don't remember, okay, okay 
not outing my my mom for like allowing us to watch these movies as kids, but it wasn't like, hey, let's go watch Silence of the Lambs. But it was like, hey, we're watching a movie. You guys can either go do what you want to do or, you know, if there's nudity, then we're not going to like show it to you. But mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> and he <laughs> slings it at her. And I guess I just wasn't paying attention. But like now that I'm a full grown adult. That was a lot of jizzy through in her eye. It was a lot. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god! And can, I, can I say bullseye? And <laughs> it landed like on her oh face and her hair, and I'm just like, <sighs> oh yeah. Are you gonna convince me to eat my tongue? Yeah, yeah. Just wait. I'll send Ari for it. He'll meow whispers at you. meow meow meows in my ear. Yeah, he's already looking at you that way, anyways. But I thought that it was a cool uh, superpower that. Uh, Dr. L- Dr. Luckter had, which was like talking at people, talking to people well, and what? eliciting eliciting responses. Well, I expect that from a psychiatrist, though. Still a superpower. He made a guy yeah. swallow, his own, swallow his own tongue. Yeah. And, and like the sheer uh, asking her certain questions and prompting things, you know, made her get emotional. And she was trying to stay strong. Did you notice when uh, Lecter... Uh, mentioned to her that uh has crawford hit on you or anything mm-hmm. like that then after there's a scene where she shakes his hand and it's very much on the focus on the hands and how crawford's hand cradles her hand oh okay i might have missed that because i was wondering why they emphasize their handshake at the very end when she uh does graduate mm-hmm. spoiler alert but yeah, th- there was that. Like there was like that. I like that. Even uh, when they're on the plane, and and uh, after they uh, go look at the body that that popped up in the river, mm-hmm. uh, he he kind of is leaning a certain way and looks at her, mm-hmm. and uh, she kind of just goes okay, and just goes back to recording whatever uh, the notes she took or whatever was. Like she gave him no attention. No oh, nothing. that was that was after um, the autopsy. Yeah, after the autopsy. And and he, I will give him credit. Like he took it upon himself to to kind of bring up like that burned you, didn't it? When I uh, told the man that uh, you know us men need to talk, we shouldn't talk about this in front of women. Mm-hmm. And she like calmly said yes, and he didn't he didn't combat it. Yeah, he said noted. And yeah, he started to like, uh, you know, earn more respect for her. Yeah, but like, it, it was that subtle, like, oh, okay. But there was like that little how he moved his body is what yeah. basically Lecter was saying. Like, has he not a uh, hit on you? Yeah. Ask Which, you by the way, there. so that monologue when he when uh, Lecter is asking her that, what I enjoy about the character of Hannibal Lecter, portrayed by Anthony Hopkins. What a fucking perfect casting choice, by the way. I mean, there's Amazing. there's not a moment where I, I think even people, um, even his coworkers or his co-stars, co-workers, his co-stars were unnerved by his performance. He's hardly, he, he hardly blinks. And when mm-hmm. he does, it's intentional. But anyways, his, Dr. Lecter's word choices when he's asking her about, you know, does Crawford make advances and all this other stuff. Advances. Right? But he's using all of these synonyms, right? Does he make advances? Does he do this, that, and the other? And then just cuts to the chase, but does it intentionally and says, does he want to fuck you? And and it has such a sting to it because, like, there's an intellectual. Sure, he's a savage and he's eating people's faces and whatever. 
but he's an intellectual. And so when an intellectual uses a curse word, a big bad word, mm-hmm. it's intentional and it and it stings and it hits more. It has more, more power to yeah. it. Everything, any moment Lecter does anything, it is all intentional. Like when he's when they have that agreement, quid pro quo quid pro quo. I can never get that one out. Quid pro quo. Tip of the tongue, lips and teeth. Quid pro quo. There you go. <laughs> um the scene where they're going back and forth, he asks her what her worst memory is. Mm-hmm. And he says, don't lie to me. I'll, I'll know. Mm-hmm. And every time she's talking to him, he looks away. And I think it's his own form of like, just listening to her voice, his own form of like lie detector. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Just those choices as, I don't know if that was a choice as an actor on his part or the director, but it worked. It worked so well. Oh my God. When- He's just he's he's a he's a thoughtful person. <laughs> so when that scene happened, calculative is what I meant to say. There you go. When that when that scene happened, and she's like, he goes, "Don't lie to me." I was like, "Is that how my therapist views me as well?" Because I don't want to. I'm not Does lying. My therapist want to eat me. I was like, "Oh, is everyone like that?" All right, cool. Well, you know, <laughs> talk to her next next session. Did you enjoy the reveal? Again, we're bouncing around. Did you enjoy the reveal of Hannibal Lecter? Like, um, okay, so the scene's built up. She goes to the uh, penitentiary or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it is, right? And it's in the dungeon where all the, the worst of the worst are. And she has to pass through, you know, level one of baddie, level two of baddie until the, which is, they all have iron bars. Yeah. And then goes to the very end. And it's this immaculate, pristine plastic, uh, um, glass if you plastic glass you like know what plexigla- i mean plexigla- yeah. plexiglass excuse me as opposed to bars and it has this sterile feeling to it and it's and it's not right yeah you know and then there he is anthony hopkins is hannibal lecter and the moment the audience sets eyes on him he is just on and he's fucking scary oh yeah no uh when because i was i was you asked a question and i was thinking like when he's being wheeled out with the mask on, I thought that's what you meant. Oh yeah, no, I want to. No, no. Uh, you could jump to that if you want to. No, no, no. Uh, let's go with with what you just said. Uh, yeah, he was very, I guess, had like a menacing feel to it. Mm-hmm. Very, um, like, oh man, he's really gonna pick my brain. Like, he's really gonna like plant things in there. But every time she went back and interviewed him or did anything. It was less and less of that menacing feeling, right? And more of like, well, he sized her up right at the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but every time it was less and less of like menacing, and then more like, oh, he's like admiring. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of took away from that. Thus, a, a romance. Bit. Thus, it was on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so it took away from that, but it. It was brought back when he was wheeled out with the mask. I forgot to ask you at the beginning of this. What did you know about the movie before having seen it? All I know is that he's the character with the mask. Um, did you know he was a cannibal? Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. I just knew that. That and he had a mask. But I didn't know if he wore the mask the whole time. I didn't know if it was like Clarice was a hostage. Did you expect him to come out and go, I was born in the dark. No, no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> I just uh, wanted to do that. Yeah, I, I know. It's uh, me. Yeah, um, I, I can edit it if you want me to. No, no, you're fine. You can leave it there. Sweet. 
Um, no, I okay. So my whole thing was I was not aware of this whole FBI cadet right. interviewing him. I thought she was kind of just like a hostage, like he kidnapped her. There you go. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, and I thought like maybe how he kidnapped people was he had the mask on. (laughs) And maybe later on, like the whole like his line with like the the beans and the wine and stuff like that. (laughs) I thought it was just like. Oh, he's literally. Oh, the line with the beans. You mean the fava bean? The yeah. liver. Liver. I deliver with fava beans and the Chianti. 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 I um, the problem with that one. Uh, I was just thinking, like, oh, like he's really like torturing this girl and eating all this stuff and probably eating somebody else's body in front of her. Never once. And, I, and of course, I thought that line was going to be set way towards the end of the movie. Maybe. After they captured him, because thought- when 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 I I do remember seeing like little clips here and there, uh-huh. and he was like in that white prison suit. Yeah. I was like, oh, they already captured him. This is him basically. Well, I thought I had misremembered. I thought that the line was de- was delivered in that scene towards the end when he's kept in like the makeshift cage in the auditorium in between transfer. Mm, yeah, I thought it was set towards the end, which would have been like amazing. But um, but yeah, no, I had like. My whole thing of this movie was totally reversed from what it was. Buffalo Bill, did you know he was in this movie? The whole, you know, tucking of the... Woohoo. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you... Okay, before before having seen the movie, what lines did you know were in the movie? The Chianti mm-hmm. Fava Bean line? The Clarice. Right. Um, that was it. Did you know the... Uh, uh, fuck me? No. You didn't know that was from that? No. The song Goodbye Horses? I freaking love the song. Right, but did you know that like no, it was in this movie. No. The whole you know tuck dance. Oh my god, you guys, I fear for my <laughs> life because she has never seen this movie. And as we're watching this, and Buffalo Bill is doing the old infamous tucked dance to the song "Goodbye Horses," uh, I turn over. I am guilty of this. I turn because I see movement in my wife who has never seen this movie, is dancing along with it. So if you haven't heard from me in, I don't know, 48 hours, please. I have enough recordings of you to to, uh, make it seem like you're still alive. Uh, You guys, she kept me in the... I'm in the well, and she's dancing weird. Are you going to cut my skin? Are you going to make an Isaac suit? No, I can't get past the forehead. No, (laughs) you know, I'm still strong enough. Where the fuck do we go from there? Okay. Anthony Hopkins, mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. One of the baddies. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Buffalo Bill as the second baddie? Because he's the only baddie you don't root for. Mm-hmm. Although there was a moment where he had a glint of humanity. Did you notice it? Did you catch it? With the dog? No. Oh. Puts the lotion on the skin, right? Oh, Are you familiar yeah. with that line, by the way? I heard that line. I just never knew where it was from. Oh, oh, oh. What about, uh, was she a great big fat person? No. Never heard that one? No. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I probably heard it, but just never knew where it was from, and I just didn't want to research where it was from. Um, The the moment that he had a little, tiny little glint of humanity was when he's telling, uh, I forget the name of the, the girl, down in the well, mm-hmm. Uh. It puts the lotion on the skin. I've always wondered, again, as a kid, I saw the movie the once, 
And then throughout the years, never rewatched it. And, you know, the line plays over in my head. It puts the lotion on the skin. And I always wondered, why the hell did he say it like that? And it was because he didn't want to recognize her as a person. So she was an it, right? And as she's begging and begging, the camera's looking up from the well. Mm -hmm. And his lip quivers a little bit. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a great choice. And then from that on out, he's a fucking monster. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, he's probably, he was in a character. Oh, okay. So I thought that was just the character doing it so she can go ahead and put the lotion on the skin. I could see that, but no, because because he kept calling her an it, and this th- that scene was right after um, the recruits see the newscast thing, and then uh, Sterling and her friend make the connection, oh, that's smart that the senator... Which is uh, the the victim's Catherine. Uh, mom is, is that the Catherine's mm-hmm. mom? Is she keeps saying her name, Catherine, 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 so that it humanizes her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because the killers usually don't want to see their victims as people. And the um, the other moment where he kind of um, see a little more of him uh, is with the dog because mm-hmm. he 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 doesn't care about anything else but that dog. Once that dog is down in the well with her, precious, he is just no, no, don't hurt my dog, don't hurt her. Uh, Inconsolable. Yeah, that's because dogs are awesome. Although I okay, I can, I can kind of see your point though about like maybe he's playing a role because he did play a victim in order to get her in the van, which was funny. I, I fucking laughed because as soon as that scene happened, as soon as she, uh, what's her name again? Uh, Catherine. Catherine. Decides to help him out, help him move the the mm-hmm. couch in the van. <laughs> you immediately say, "Why people should? <laughs> Why no one else do this? No uh-uh. one else would say that. No one would be like, you need help. Ain't no one mm-hmm. who's growing up in the hood, and no one is gonna be like, oh, let me go into the van so we get better leverage. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Once it's lifted and on there, you just push it in. The fuck, I don't give a crap. You have a broken arm, pretend broken arm. Speaking of Bill. Uh, I had a client, uh, I do pest control, and I had a client years ago in LA that looked and sound, Elva, looked and sounded like Buffalo Bill. The guy was like in a ratty pink robe. Oh. Yeah, and it was like 10 in the morning. Gross. And he had like that stringy hair, and he sounded, he sounded exactly like Buffalo Bill. And he was like, hey, do you want to come in for... A cup of coffee? I was like, oh, nah, what no. What if you were his next victim? Probably. That's yeah. exactly what I thought. Elva, I was almost a skin suit. Damn. Almost. <laughs> I do like how Bill had a night vision goggles. So it kind of gave it like, was he in a war? Or is he just very much into military stuff? That, that's actually a, a pretty good point. Because then, um, not that it's had anything to do with military related, but like the gun that he had. Mm-hmm. 45. Hell- was that what the what was? That was a fucking hand cannon, but um, Nazi paraphernalia. Oh my god! Yeah, maybe, maybe that's yeah. some backstory. Maybe that's something that was in the book, which I didn't. By the way, I didn't know that this was a book, an adaptation from a book. Oh. And then I don't know how many is actually in the series. You know, there's Red Lame. Dragon, yeah, Hannibal. There's more. Signs of the Lamb. I'm not gonna read them. I fall asleep when I read. I'm not gonna read them either. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe I'll try, but I don't know. I know this this whole movie like it spawned the sequel Hannibal and then Red Dragon and um a series. Mm-hmm. A TV series. Yeah. With 
Mads Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter? I believe so. Look it up, people. I have look it up for you guys. Okay, so you mentioned it before that the thing that kept you from really loving it was there were some inaccuracies as far as like serial killers, but there were mm-hmm. some parts that I heard you go, ooh, slippage, which was when they showed the pictures of the dead body. Oh, yeah. Because you listen to all the murder podcasts and you watch all the murder videos. Was it Bailey Sarian? Who's that medical examiner you follow? Uh, Dr. And Jamie? Jamie? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. from that, you used to like show... Well, I used, I used to do like the the gross room, which was like yeah. their subscription um, to showing like autopsies and stuff like that. Again, people, if you haven't heard from me in forty eight hours, <laughs> please send help. It'll be too late. Anyways, um, no, no, no. It was it was pretty accurate, and that's what I kind of liked about it because most movies or anything they get it wrong. They get it either wrong or they're just like we think it's gonna be this, and I'm just like. The fact that her body was in a body of water and then you show exactly how a body will react. Or decompose in Decompose water. in water is exactly that picture. And I'm so just, do you want to explain what slippage is? You could do it. You don't know? I don't know how to explain it. Uh, so slippage is when uh, I suppose a body is decomposing and it's at a certain stage of decomposition. And your epidermis, the outermost layer of your skin, starts to slip. And people sometimes call it degloving. I'm no medical examiner, but I think that's a rough explanation of what that is. We're going to go with rough, yeah. Más o menos. Quizás. So let's go forward to the, to the autopsy mm-hmm. scene because this was a scene that I remember watching as a kid. And I remember it feeling like really grungy, almost like a Fincher movie. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with David Fincher, uh, which we're putting some of those movies on the list. Okay. But it felt grungy and it and rewatching it now as an adult it didn't feel as dirty and as grungy but it still was dirty and there really was never a full reveal of the dead body that they had found there was like a when they turn her over uh, yeah when they turn her over but there wasn't like a full frontal no 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 but view. they just show her head her, her face hands. yeah her hands how'd you like that that special effects i don't know if that's a real person or if that's just like a you know a uh, whatever fake body, but like that was impressive. I, I really liked it because I don't. Okay, so I don't know if it was someone just because when they did open her mouth to take that picture, yeah, um, it looked real. It looked like a person. It looked like a, a person, <laughs> and I'm just like, it's not a mannequin. Yeah, I don't know if it was, but a plus. And the 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 Vicks on the nose thing, I always remember that. We're Hispanic. We usually put it on the chest, so we're like, "Oh, you can no, put no, that on the, the nose, nose too." Yeah, right here in the nose, exactly where I put yeah. it. Yeah, that was that was. I was wondering why it was like so white. I'm like, usually kind of like. I was. I don't remember it being that that white on their nose. I was like, is it the lighting? I don't know, but that was just me. It was fine. And speaking of the autopsy scene, is it just of the era that like all the gloves look janky? The latex gloves look janky. I think so. Yeah? Yeah. They look like, they always look too loose and. and I don't know if they're like reusing or just having no, that I way. Doubt. I don't know. Because like I had a complaint about the glove usage throughout the movie. And then there's a scene when like the nerds are examining the the, the pupa, the, mm-hmm. the cocoon from the moth that one of them's not using gloves and it's getting all its like larval juices Ooh, on his hands. Yeah. And that's another scene where she gets hit on. By a nerd. Not to say that nerds don't have, as the kids say, Riz. <laughs> you want me to edit that out? Uh, 
No, we're good. <laughs> Look, man, I'm trying to get to all the demographics. Yeah, no, no, I, I get it. I but get she, it. That's another scene she gets hit on. Yeah. That one was a little bit more like the guy was just shooting his shot like right there. And then I might want to like, sure, cut it. Do you want to go to burger? She was sweeter about it. Yeah, though, she, she turned was. him down. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that stood out in the uh, autopsy scene, again, no music, hardly any sound. In fact, the only sound was of uh, like the camera flashing, mm-hmm. the camera shutter. And it was so l- pronounced and it worked because it, it's, it, I think I felt like it was meant to show or illustrate the, the unnaturalness of the autopsy of finding a dead body yeah. in the river, of examining it. What did you, without any other thoughts on that autopsy scene? I, I did like how um, she was handed the picture to see uh, the inside of the mouth and she quickly goes, there's something in her mouth. They were just going to dismiss, like, well, we got the picture, it's cool, whatever. And then they're probably just going to release the body or keep the body. And then she's like, no, wait, something's in the mouth. Right, but do you know why? Why? Because she's fucking Clary Sterling, dude. Clarice, yeah. She's a badass. She pays attention to detail. She is an overall badass. A sleuth of all sleuths. Mm-hmm. She did get an A minus though in that one class. And he said he gave her an oh, A. I we kind of went past it, but like Chilton is a fucking dick, right? Oh yeah. Do you feel like he treated his patients as like a sideshow, like a circus sideshow? He was weirdly proud of them. I think he was just someone who wanted to experiment to be like. Oh, 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 I saw, I I helped them out. I uh, need them better. I need all this attention because I'm going to fast forward towards the, towards a little bit uh, after the autopsy yeah. is um when he uh basically backstabs uh, Clarice in mm. a way, listens to a recording. Um, hey, he spies on her. Yeah. Uh, he put he, a bug in the room. He basically just goes to the news like no it was me this whole time and blah blah blah. he fucked up the whole he almost fucked up the whole investigation yeah but yeah no uh that's where he he kind of he's like no me 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 and that's he was uh the name is chilton spelled chilton no go even going before that when she first meets him uh and they go down and and into the the dungeon Mm -hmm. and she then tells him oh i'm i'm gonna interview him by myself and he was very offended by that because he wanted to be part of it but did you did you notice how weird it was that when he told her yeah don't get too close because if you do you'll this is what happened to a nurse of mine and then produced a picture from his coat pocket yeah like he just had that on he had like this fascination yeah like it's totally not needed for the explanation of why not to get close to the fucking cage did they even show the picture no they didn't that was kind of that is another one of those things where uh, when the violence happens, mm-hmm. some of it's behind scenes, excuse me, off screen. Mm-hmm. But when it does happen on screen, it's violent so that it builds it up and then it, it, it makes it, it keeps those moment, moments from being cheap. Yeah. Well done, Hannibal Lecter. But Chilton also basically puts her in a, um, she's not allowed to see him anymore list. Yeah. She's like bands bans her from it but she still gets through and gets the last uh help from him he really did want to help her but he wanted to he wanted her to figure that shit out on her own yeah because he saw potential she obviously had daddy issues Mm -hmm. and it was a weird (laughs) father daughter relationship between them really he was mentoring her yeah and how to like investigate and use her big brain Mm -hmm. 
very weird. I, I do have a, um, how you were saying how um, some of the things were kind of like a no-show. Um, oh, off-screen? Like off-screen. Um, kills? Kills. When <laughs> some of the kills that he, the Hannibal Lecter did, I was just, I don't know if I'm desensitized from <laughs> whatever it is, but I saw it and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> that, all right. Okay, I'm like that's cool, but it wasn't well, like chewing a, in his cheek. A guy would have gone from the nose yeah. versus me. <laughs> no, but it was—it's kind of one of those things where it's like I don't know if maybe if I saw this movie at a younger age or mm. when I was younger, I'd have been like, ooh, or I was been like, ah, but this movie did it better. But now I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I think I'm just so desensitized that I saw it. I I gave it props for what it did. But I'm just like, oh, yeah. Okay. I I remember that because I want to ask you then. Uh, what did you think about the the death? I call it the death angel. When um, the two in later part of the movie, he's in that makeshift cage, and he after he stole Chilton's pen, and so that he can get the clip off of it to un, unlock his cuffs, mm-hmm. to which he fucking brutalizes the two cops, and then all the other cops happen upon the scene after the fact, and. The one officer is strung, hanging. hanging, strung up, I think, by his intestines. Uh, okay, so that's the whole thing. And eviscerated, gonna... belly open. Okay, so I was going to tell you that. I'm like, was he hanging by his intestines or did he get cuffed up? I always thought in my mind, as again, again, another one of those, one of those things where I always, I had always imagined that, uh, not imagined, but I, I'd always assumed that it was by his intestines. Could be cuffs. I mean, do the intestines have Because I feel like it, it would be, be more sturdier with the cuffs because it didn't seem like he was. Let's go try it out. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Made my test dummy. Um, no, that that scene, I was just like, "Ooh, that's very much giving like a um, like a certain symbolism." Oh, um, like a crucifixion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, "All right, cool." I did like though the part where the he did kind of switch with the bodyguard. I'm oh. like, you had enough time to do all this, dude. That I uh, I completely I. I forgot about that scene. Mm-hmm. And when I was like, wait, where's the other guard? The other guard, um, or rather, where's, where's Lecter? I knew the switch was coming, and I wasn't going to do that thing that people who have already seen something do to, to the non-viewers, which is like, oh, man, wait for the next mm-hmm. scene. I was like, I was fucking sitting on my hands and biting my tongue and like kind of glancing over at you to see if you were going to figure it out. Because they, there was a couple of times in this movie that they did a little a little bait and switch Mm -hmm. and they did it so well without leading you on too much and too much in advance so that you're like okay see where this is going like it's all built up and you think oh they're gonna they're gonna catch him and he's gonna pop off the on the elevator and that is his body until it's it's the last second it's too late and he pills the cop's face off of him fucking awesome body gore at its best oh yeah no i figured that shit out i was like oh sorry I was like, okay, because here's the whole thing. I'm like, they're going to kill him, and so the rest of the movie is going to be Buffalo Bill. Like, that's it? This whole movie is this, and then you're going to kill him off? No, 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 no. And then the more, like, that they went on, and because uh, remember, in the beginning of the movie, he says his heart rate doesn't go past 85. Oh, good point. So I was just like, so if his heart rate, he can lower it and maintain it. Give him credit what credit is due, Alva. That was a cool fucking bait and switch, and you want to admit it. No, no, it was, I'm not saying it wasn't cool. 
Why are you gonna qualify it though, bro? Why you talking? <laughs> okay, so another bait and switch, and this one I thought was done even more cleverly. Towards the end, uh, Crawford is on his way to Chicago, mm-hmm. and Clarice is still kind of like tying up loose ends per uh, Crawford's instruction, and she's going to uh, like an old seamstress friend's house, uh, a, a seamstress friend of like his first victim, right? Is what it was. Yeah. You don't realize that you're bouncing back and forth between two different scenes. So when the SWAT team is seemingly advancing on Buffalo Bill's house, because you're like, oh, they got it all figured out. It's all in the bag. Mm-hmm. The Do they do that shit, by the way? They have the agent like in a flower van with the flower box ringing the doorbell. Anyways, yeah. when they so when they do that and they're hitting the the he's hitting the buzzer and Buffalo Bill's down in the basement where Precious has been just been captured by Catherine. Mm-hmm. I forget her name. She's a whatever. Oh, what an annoying bitch! What an annoying. She reminded me of oh my god, she she reminded me of somebody. Anyways, so as you're thinking about that, um, his buzzer's going off. And you're thinking, well, yeah, because the the FBI agent is ringing the doorbell. And he goes up and he opens the door and Clarice is standing there. And I forget how, like, how tricked I was. You were tricked? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was playing. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to figure out what's going to happen, you know, later. I'm just enjoying. I'm, I'm in the present, Elva. I'm trying to be in the moment, man. No, 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 no. Because... The fact that there's these little subtle hints that are just that you're missing, like when she's in. Um, well, the I, f- I, I mean, I've never said I'd be a good FBI agent. Though, but you don't have to, you don't have to slam me for that, you know. <laughs> uh, it's like those hints where she's in the in her room, the first victim's room, mm-hmm. and she kind of looks out the window and she's kind of like. Um, looking through her stuff, then there's a distraction that makes her go to the other room, which then she figures out, oh, this gets the other hint. And then it... Lucky guess, by the way, trying to find those Polaroid pictures behind the, the music oh, box. Yeah. Random. Well, the box kind of in the back looked a little yeah. bad, but whatever. Um, but it wasn't until the cat meowed and caught her uh, attention to the other room. And that's when she's like... The sewing room. The sewing room. That's when she's like, oh. But even when like it was her... And if there was a window behind, yeah. it kind of did this thing where it's like it focused on her, but made sure to also uh, focus on the outside, like across mm-hmm. the street kind of thing. Or when it went to the sewing room, it kind of made her like, oh, there's a sewing room. And then made sure to emphasize the outside. Like I gotcha. there is something nearby that is going to be that point. Okay. All right. A long-winded way of you calling me an idiot, but, you know, we'll fucking take it for what it is. Mm. I love you. love you. Can I tell you, like, a couple of, like, the random things that stood out to me? Mm. Like, random, I, I kind of put this under, like, random miscellaneous things. Uh, one, which you called out, and I'm very proud of you. Oh, what, what did I call out? You said, uh, 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 finger control. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so anyone, yeah. anyone who's into firearms... Uh, they know that you're the where you place your finger, your trigger finger on the gun until you're ready to shoot is like your first safety. And I'm proud of you, Elva, for calling that out because the police officers, which are all actors, I know, but everyone in that scene is, even though they're not ready to shoot and they're just walking around with their guns, finger on the trigger, very bad, 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 bad. Always bad. 
uh, two other things that stood out. One was they had mentioned like uh, Clarice had mentioned to her friend that, well, you know, the, the computers would have figured it out. This is 91. I don't think computers even like I think barely computers now with with AI would have been able to, to yeah figure out those patterns. But is it just like a, a movie trope thing? The movie was 91. But what was? Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Even still. <laughs> even yeah, better computers? yeah yeah <laughs> really and then and then lastly uh as far as like tech is concerned um you know it's revealed that that buffalo built by the way they they mentioned that uh he earned that name more as like a as a joke mm-hmm. why did they explain why buffalo bill i didn't catch it i didn't catch it i either. mean maybe i caught it and just uh if you guys know why hit us up in the comments in the dms uh and then lastly it was that bill wanted to get a sexual reassignment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they confirmed that that that's what he had wanted and that he maybe got rejected. I don't. But, sorry, but, but my whole point was in 1991's technology, would you have wanted to get sexual reassignment? It ain't mm-hmm. going to look pretty. Ouchie. But that was just a few things like the random miscellaneous thing that stood out to me. Actually, you know what? Another thing that stood out was, you know, in the autopsy scene, yes, they went through the whole trouble of, like, putting the Vicks on themselves because the smell was bad. But then later on in the movie, not to say that she had Vicks ready, but when, she, when uh, Clarice is in the dungeon of Buffalo Bill's house and then she happens upon that room and in the bathtub there's this, like, body Oh, soup. it's it's the, the seamstress. Oh, no, wait. The, oh, I think in so, the tub, right? Yeah. It was that the lady she was going to go question, so it kind of gave oh. it, like, a cycle vibe. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. But the thing I was going to point out was like, wouldn't you have vomited on the spot because it's a tub full of person? <laughs> it looked very past a certain point. Like, oh, I don't know about that, dude. I've I've encountered like dead rats that are like a month dead and it's still stinky. When you have a bathtub that's a, a person soup, that's yeah. going to be pretty gross. I, I mean, I would have been, again, suspending to disbelief, but I would have been okay if she at least like, Sniffed and then gagged and then, yeah. you know, scene went on. Yeah, I'm being picky. Whatever. Sue me. But I did like that uh, the thing that kind of uh, fucked Bill over. It was his demise was that he decided to click the hammer back, which is always a movie trope. Mm-hmm. You click their hammer back. For anybody that knows guns, you don't have to always click the hammer back in order to shoot the gun. You know, and because of that. Bang, bang, he did. Yeah. Because the whole night vision scene, yeah, she couldn't see shit. Which also, that was a little bit of a peeve because how long does it take your eyes to adjust? A while. She was only down there in the complete black pitch darkness for, I probably want to say like three minutes at most. Your eyes don't adjust that fast. Assuming that there's zero light down there. That's true. Yeah. We had night vision. Yeah, that's what you get when you toy with people. Never monologue and never toy with people. Mm-hmm. Just kill them. Yeah. Just did it in the first place. <laughs> I like how you try to touch her. Yeah. Like, I'm going to touch you. And then I'm like, oh. She doesn't smell him. Yeah. That's, you, that's, that's me and you being like super picky, mm-hmm. which we do that at, at time to time in movies. And then the movie uh, comes to a close. She kills him. She graduates. She becomes... A special agent. Mm-hmm. You never get to see Jodie Foster in any of the sequels. She her, that role is reprised by, or that role is not reprised. That role is recast by um, Julianne Moore as Clary Starling. Oh, 
Hmm. You know that? No, I didn't know yeah. that. Great actress, okay. but and that's probably one we should throw on the list to check out because I don't remember if that one was any good. Hannibal. Hannibal. Okay, put that on the list. But yeah, she's celebrating, and then Crawford gives her the handshake, the more admired and yeah. respectful handshake, and tells her, "Don't forget about the call that you have." And in her celebration, she takes that call, and it's Hannibal. Which I, I I'm pretty sure Crawford kind of had a, uh, kind of knew who it was. How? He might have had like a, 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 a intuition, intuition, inkling hmm. of who it was because they never really said that. Oh, um, he escaped in the movie. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Where? When uh, Clarice and her friend are freaking out because it was they they find out that. He had escaped. Oh, that's right. And her friend thinks, well, he's going to come for you. She goes, no, it's, I can't, I don't know how to tally, but it's just. He won't. He would consider it rude. I love that phrasing. He would consider it rude. Mm -hmm. So she's fine afterwards, but takes that call. And sure enough, it's Hannibal Lecter on the phone. Dr. Lecter? Dr. Lecter? No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Random though, like the fly lands on his face. (laughs) <laughs> Did you notice that? And he just stays there. He doesn't like try to swat it, pretend to like move his hand just to fix his glasses or whatever. And you're kind of rooting for it. Like he then becomes likable and you're kind of rooting for him because his closing line is, well, I'm going to have a friend for dinner. And then, mm. you know, Shows shot uh, uh, Cl- Chilton. Chilton. Yeah, because that motherfucker needs to get his comeuppance. He looked very like, oh, what's going on? What's happening? I think he was trying to like escape from, uh, oh, from like, yeah, because he kind of looked like he was kind of uh, always looking like over his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, he knows he, he's an asshole. Yeah, he. But he's like, oh, I'm in a different country. It's like, mm, no. Pan out, fade to black, credits. You saw the silence of the, silence of the lamb. Are you happy that you saw it? I now that we cr- broke it down, I can cross it off my list now. Yeah, definitely. Is this something you would rewatch? Because technically, this is a rewatch for me, and and I I really enjoyed it. I think I would rewatch it. Maybe I don't think I emphasize how good Anthony Hopkins was as Hannibal Lecter. He didn't blink. His, his 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 like British tones and when he would mock her her mm-hmm. the way she would talk. Oh, I love that. I never ceased to amaze. Mm-mm. Favorite role. Next to Odin and Thor. I'm kidding. <laughs> Debatable. No, no, no. It's a, it a good role. Good movie. Um, as for watching it again, I'd probably watch it. Maybe give it a couple months before I rewatch it. This is probably a silly question, but would you suggest other people watch it? Because I obviously I'm going to say yeah. It's 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 in the it's in the zeitgeist. It's a quotable movie. If you like serial killers, yeah, I would 100% tell you to go watch it if you want to watch a movie. Well, even as a cinematic um, masterpiece? If you're very squeamish and don't like this genre kind of thing. But oh, you, yeah, we know yeah. people like that. Um, still watch it. Give it a chance. <laughs> yeah. Rudy. So we, you would suggest people to check it out? Uh, yeah. That thing? I would suggest people check it out at least once. Just go yeah. in. I would, I would say if it's on your list that growing list, I would say bump it up mm-hmm. a handful of notches, oh, especially definitely. for the spooky season. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's not in the supernatural realm. It's, it's, it's 
these characters are based off of real serial killers. And I wouldn't say it's a horror film, sure, but it's still creepy as hell. It mm-hmm. still leaves you feeling gross, even if it is because it's based off of real stuff. Yeah. Now, last episode, I had you guess the Rotten Tomato score. Yeah. Now you're going to have me guess. Okay. What What do you th- give it? Oh, what do I personally give it? Yeah, personally, what do you give it? I personally give it out of a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes score meter. Um, I would give it a ninety-five. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. What do critics rate it? Uh, right on dot ninety-five. Boom! Look at that. I'm a critic, and yeah. audience score ninety-five as well. <laughs> Dude, uh, come on! I swear, I promise you, you'll give me that look. I did not peek. I don't know. I didn't peek, man. Right, How right. good am I at guessing the time? You're good on the time. Pretty good at guessing yeah. the time. Yeah. What time is it? You don't peek. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! it's 1040. No. No? No. What is it? 11 p.m. No shit, really? Yeah. Oh, man. We're going late. Well, we're about wrapped up. Um, is there anything else? Any last thoughts? Any last words about this movie? Anything you want to tell people? Anything we might have missed? Um, and yeah. if there's And if there's anything... To, I'm talking to you, the audience... Uh, Alvy can quiet down for now. If there's anything we missed, <laughs> we get stabbed. I'm just asking for it constantly. You're just not gonna wake up. Yeah, no. If there's anything that uh, that we missed, always let us know in the comments section and hit us up in the DMs. Tell us what you thought about this movie. Anything else, Alva? No. You want to close it out? Yeah, let's go ahead and close it out. Ah, uh, that means it's time to go. Go to bed. Go Mimi's. Go night night. Look at what other movies we got to watch for the spooky season. We haven't figured that out yet. No, but I think it's uh, Studio 666. Oh, yeah. Dave Grohl Studio 666. So stay tuned for that one. Yeah. We'll be this month. Not sure when. Where can people find us? Uh, Instagram. Mainly Instagram. Mainly Instagram. Yeah. We're working on TikTok. uh, Are we? Uh, No. 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 Why just Instagram? (laughs) Find us on Instagram. Follow. Forehead Films, F-O-R-E-H-E-D Films on Instagram. You can also listen to where podcasts are found. Oh, yeah. Where are we? We're on Spotify. Spotify. I know YouTube. YouTube. Uh, iTunes. iTunes or Apple. Amazon. Amazon. Those are the main ones. I'm Mm. trying to work on getting us on SoundCloud. Okay. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to sleep. Yeah. Put a button on this. Okay. I'm going to hide the knives. Well, the whole thing is I'm, I'm just going to let you live. kind of want some fava beans now. Ugh. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of YHST. Check us out next week. Bye. Bye.